Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Started Up Podcast. Crucial conversations. Jamal is finally back. Jamal, this is round two of us trying to do this. We are we are busy guys. Very busy. We were on a on a good path there, and one uh, one like before we took a break, and we we took about a two week break. Mm-hmm. Um, we've both been slammed with things, but the world is uh, it's it's interesting to see how things are progressing right. and or not. I think there's a, there's a famous song uh, by Glenn Fry is called you belong to the city. There's a famous line in there that, that goes something like so much has happened that nothing has changed. Right. Sometimes I feel like that. <laughs> um, I have, and, and again, the reason why we, for you guys, if you guys have never heard our crucial conversations, one day Jamal and I were talking, as we often do, and he's like, "Man, we should record some of these, uh, you know, because we get into a really good conversations, and 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 because I'm not afraid to ask questions because you're my friend, and then right. you're not afraid to ask questions because I'm your friend, and right. so we decided to put it on there. So we literally were talking today, and Jamal's like, "Wait, we should start pressing record because it wasn't really a podcast at first; it was two guys talking." So let me set this back up. I was saying to Jamal, uh, here in Indianapolis, I, I have seen um, tension rise lately on also the people that are, are questioning motives. So they're, especially on the Black Lives Matter campaign, that there were some, there's some pastors here locally that are starting to ask questions like, Where's the outrage? Because this year we're at a record pace in Indianapolis for murders. Mm-hmm. And there's been one reverend who has been, you know, call him out by name. He's a fantastic guy, Reverend Charles Harrison, and um, runs the Indy 10 Point Coalition. Mm-hmm. And there's been some, uh, he's been saying, you know, where's the outrage? Why aren't we, you know, right. bringing these things to light? Yeah. And it's been uncomfortable because some people are like, no, 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 let's not lose focus. Black Lives Matter. And he's like, I agree. All Black Lives Matter. Not just a one a person that dies at the hands of the police. But let me state beyond the obvious. As a libertarian, I've loved the idea of police reform. But it seems now that there's now infighting amongst even now some of the, the, the narrative of some of the things we're going through. So I, I just started asking you some questions on, you know, man, like, where do you think this is going? And, and you said you had some opinions. So let's start it there. So um, let's, you know, let me preface this. Like, I'm just looking at things from a very objective standpoint, um, or at least trying to. I think, I think I've said this before. In the world that I see every day, it's not what's portrayed in the media, right? Um, the the levels of racism, do they exist? Absolutely. But like, I'm sitting here talking to Don Wettrick, a white male, and I'm a black male, and we love each other. Been to your house. You've met my family. Like, it's it's one of those things where like, it, it like the media perpetuates something, and then it gets in, into the hearts and the minds of people and then we perpetuate sometimes what the media perpetuates to us, to, every, to, to the people within our circles, and it divides us, right? So let me start there. But to start with just things like black-on-black crime, right? And 
I, I hear a lot that people say, you know, well, black people don't get mad when um, other black people kill black people because the black on black crime is so high. Well, so is white on white crime, right? Um, and I say that to say this, people kill people that they know. People interact with people that they know, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so if I'm going to kill someone, it's going to be someone I know. I, I know a lot more black people just by being born and not that it was something I had to try to do. Right. So like if most likely my enemies or people that get on my nerve are going to look a lot like me. Number one, number two, the reason why there is so much outrage in any community, specifically the black community, when a white person kills another black person, right. Is because of the motivation or the intent when the intent is racially driven then yes, it, 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 is, it is much more problematic than the, the gangs in Chicago that kill each other and they're all black, right? It would be the same if it were the other way around. You'd be outraged if I killed someone because they were white, because it doesn't make sense. It's, it's senseless, right? We get like people genuinely get upset when you do senseless crimes. However, Don, if I'm breaking into your house and you have a gun, and I have a gun and I mean harm and you put me down because I'm breaking into your house. I'm trying to rob you. Nobody's going to be outraged. So I think, I think what we, what people are trying to communicate or the points that we try to make around like crime, like on like crime is what I call it. It's, it's, it's foolishness on both sides because what, what we're really trying to communicate as people is the intent of the crime. Whenever there's a hate crime, like Bubba Wallace, he had a noose, um, that he found in his garage. Well, he didn't personally see it, but one of his, one of, one of the people on his team did. Um, like, like the the outrage there is, um, it, it was it, that that is a racially motivated statement, and it's just as appalling as killing someone because of their skin color, right? Um, you want to add something right there? Well, yeah. I mean, like it's interesting you brought that up because then they later found out. That it, like that's how sensitive things are right. that was basically a garage door handle turned out to be okay. Now in some ways, like I, I like, I understand why NASCAR called attention to it because mm-hmm. they said, Oh, that's nothing. Just cut it down. If somebody mm-hmm. would have said, Oh, they just cut it down. And they ignored it. They would have mm-hmm. caught hell. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, they had 15 federal investigators come down and investigate a garage door handle. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, they tied it into something that you're like, you don't have to, you can just tie it into not. That being said, I think that's what's making so many people uneasy is that so many people are uneasy. Right. You know, like you get some people that are rioting and looting places for the pot being stirred. Like, I don't think that there's a person that saw the murder of George Floyd and didn't go, damn, that's sick. Right. Right, but 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 what that movement was originally intended to say is like, hey, Black Lives Matter too, right? Like we want to matter exactly. Yes, the the, the next life um, that that you see specifically specifically what the movement is motivated by is the white life. Like we want to be, we want our lives to be valued just as much. Like we shouldn't die for you know a headlight infraction. I'm, you know, uh, uh, Philandro Castillo. I hope I, I hope I said his name right. But the guy who got his arm shot off in front of his his wife and his daughter, he was reaching for his ID. He told the cop that he had a gun in the car. 
and the cop blew his arm off. Like we shouldn't be dying for things like that. A hundred percent. You know, it, it's it, well, and, and and I think that's where the 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 tit for tat thing is that that, and I know this is the point you're probably going to get to, the fanning of the media flames because there's been media stuff that white people get shot too, but there's not like the, the famous one of the guy in the the hotel right? He was in the hotel um, hallway mm-hmm. and there was a standoff and he didn't have, you know, and like, and they asked him to like put his hands behind his back after laying there and his wife was screaming, crying, please don't, please don't be calm. And they shot him dead anyway. No riots, no protests. Right. And, and, and so again, as a person that is very much into uh, civil rights, mm-hmm. uh, libertarian, <laughs> Uh, the militarization, militarization of police, uh, the use of chokeholds, I'm all for that. Right. But, but some of the now, like I'm getting frightened because when you start talking about defunding police and vilifying, are there a few bad apples? Oh, absolutely. And so I have no problem with that. But all of a sudden, when we start seeing freedoms getting taken away or, or just the, the interesting social experiment Chaz or chop or whatever you want to call it and watching people like, Oh my gosh, like this is getting, it's getting scary. Right. Um, and here I am, I'm having a public conversation that normally, and let's be honest with each other. Normally people have in private ways. Correct. Right. And, and I'm, I'm going to share some very private thoughts on here because like, like I really don't believe that uh, I want to say 99% of what we're dealing with is is not tied to race at all. I believe it's, I, I'm only seeing, in, in like, if you want to have a conversation about this, email me, call me, we'll talk, right? Let's like, let's not be uh, keyboard warriors. But here's what, here's what I'm gonna say, right? Everything that has, has, that has happened in the last five years, right? Has been to me, economically motivated and not so much racially motivated right now do 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 they use instances of race to perpetuate a a narrative in the media yes but then organizations move around where the money is at right i'll give i'll give an example right the nfl uh in 2016 it was unacceptable to kneel for the national anthem Owners came out, Donald Trump came out, like all these people. Was it 2016 or 2018? Whenever it was, right? Yeah. Trump came out, like all of these people said how, how it was just wrong to, you know, kneel at, at the national anthem. Now, fast forward, Drew Brees makes a statement and, and he says the same thing that they were saying back then. And then he had to come back and apologize. Good guy. He said he he said what he believed to be the right thing at the wrong time, right? And then he apologized for being insensitive. Yeah. That would have been acceptable. Here's why it would have been acceptable because because the economic structure where mm. the money was at was in the American flag, right? When people started walking out of games because of what Colin Kaepernick was saying, the what the social uh, social injustices were, right? Um, and the way that he protested was unacceptable at, at the time. And people w- were leaving stadiums, ratings were down, like people were boycotting and they were losing money. So the NFL responded to the money. You, yeah. you look at today, Colin Kaepernick is a hero. He stood for something. We are sorry to the people 
who tried to protest the right way. All of a sudden, kneeling for the anthem is 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 a right way to protest. Well, when George Floyd died, right, you have you have these organizations now. Black Lives Matter is 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 or or the the black market is now something that people want to invest in, be a part of, because like this is what's happening. So the NFL now is saying, oh, people, we're going to kneel for the national anthem. Players, coaches, I'm kneeling, I'm kneeling. It, it, like it doesn't matter who, and it's okay because it doesn't impact the bottom line. Now, should they be kneeling? Should they be protesting that way? Absolutely. Is it a good thing? Absolutely. I'm not saying that product is is bad in relation to or in response to what has happened but what i am saying is like like that just seems to me like green is the motivating factor behind like the actions right and and if you look and if you look throughout history don like and i'm not going to get into what i believe about you know the whole slave trade and all that stuff but i will say every every at every level um to to the civil rights movement right the the reason why i believe that martin luther king was such a threat to the government at the time or to to the key power players is because he just had proved that he had the skill and the acumen to impact the the economic infrastructure that is the, that is the reason why blacks were allowed to sit wherever they wanted to on the bus because without them there's so much business that was that was lost and he organized rides and systems and he was the leader that could impact the dollar right, right. So then, right. so then he's he's gone. He's like, man, we want these rights, or we're gonna we're not we're not we're not really concerned with voting. We'll do that, but we're gonna hit you where it hurts the most, and that is your pocket. You don't want to let us eat at your restaurants? That's fine. We'll put all of our money in the black restaurants. We'll do sit-ins, but we but but we won't pay. So when yeah. when the money was involved, well, man, like like this has got to stop. Any time, if and watch it. Anytime that money is involved or being impacted, we're going to do what makes us the most money as, as a whole system because our system is built around economics. Like if you look at the start of America to where we are now, we're one of the youngest nations, but one of the most profitable nations. How is that? Sometimes people do the right things for the wrong reasons, right? <laughs> yeah. So like I never understood what this meant. You know, shout out to Chris Hatcher. Uh, football coach at um, Murray State when I was there. Now he's uh, the head coach at Sanford. And um, he he used to tell us all the time, he says, men do the right things for the right reasons. And I, and I used to look at him like, why would anybody do anything right for the wrong reasons, right? But then as yeah. you get older, like that, rings in, yeah. that rings in your head. Sometimes people do the right things for the wrong reasons. And typically, when you read any sociology book, I'm into that weird stuff, like people <laughs> respond in relation to to maintaining their status, whatever their desired status is in a place, mm-hmm. people will people will act in a way that preserves that, even if that means doing the right things for the wrong reasons. Uh, I.e., Donald Sterling, former owner of the Los Angeles Clippers. Right. Yeah. That's well. It's going back. Yeah. It was like five years ago. I remember that. Yeah. 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 Doc Rivers. Right. It was the right thing to do. There's a lot of disparity in the NBA. There's the, there's all this kinds of. I'm I'm hiring Doc Rivers. He's going to be my. He's going to be the head coach and and president of basketball operations. He's going to have full control. It, it, it's it's a position that a black guy 
typically doesn't get in the NBA, but then he goes on record and he says how he really feels about black people. Right. And, and it could be any, any, anything, but just in the example, like he did, he did a very good thing and hired a very qualified man for the wrong, for, for the right reasons. But like he had right. motives and intentions behind it. So, so I think for the wrong reasons or right. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, so that, that gives uh, to another uncomfortable point that we were talking about off air <clears throat> um, that I know that I'll take heck for. Uh, this is why we have out loud conversations is um, one time before the here lately, it's, you know, definitely the end thing to be anti-racist, but somebody, somebody wrote that to me a year ago and I responded with a quote from um, mother Teresa Mm-hmm. basically when you're anti anything, she says, I'm not there, but if you're for pro peace, if you're like, it was something like anti-war, I'm, I'm not there, but if you're pro peace, then I'm there. The reason being is that when you're anti, you're against something as a fo- as opposed to being pro change. Mm-hmm. And uh, you and I were talking and I'm like, I- I'm uncomfortable with anti-racist because what do you do with the racist? Mm-hmm. If the goal is to, rebilitate and make sure that they're no longer racist. You cannot be anti. You have to spend time. You right. might want to have them over. Like, remember we had this talk, like, you know, spend a day with a racist, have them over for dinner. Like, Hey, like I remember the guy that, that did that documentary that he was interviewing the Klansman. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, it, it just cause he was exposing the racist, but he's like, Hey man, let's have, let's, let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk. And And that's the only thing that sometimes again, makes me uncomfortable because I have seen now the word racist being thrown around for anything and everything right. to where uh, it, it, like you like comparing anything like, like, Oh, that's just like Hitler. Like, no, 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 it's not. Or that is so racist when you accidentally say, I'm like, there are overtly racist things and then there are racist things. And yeah. so when you're an anti-racist, I'm like, all right, then, then what's the goal? Right. Do you want that person like, oh, he should get his job taken away? Have right. okay, okay, like what's the outcome? Is he just gonna go away and say, Man, they were right, I'm no longer racist, or are they gonna be angrier and have conversations with just the people that they feel comfortable with? Right. And 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 for further force them into their own little comfort zone of then truly racist people. Because that's I think that's why a lot of people are really like afraid of what's happening is that we're looking at people then saying fine then I'm, I'm just going to associate with these people and and those are going to be the people that are just as angry and as racist as me right. I, I i again i've struggled with this so much because i've i've seen some people get thrown accusations at them and i'm like that wasn't racist it, was it kind of insensitive yes uh was it well thought out no but and at the same time, and here I am kind of defending it, there's been some shows that I watched uh, from the 90s that I'm re-watching it through a new lens. And I'm like, oh, I'm surprised I got, why did they get to say that? And I'm actually offended. I'm like, here I am, like, in some ways going, oh, man, we've gone too far. But I will say, pausing to be considerate and pausing to think about some of the things that you said, but like, you know, I just, I, somebody's pointing out that uh, there was a term like, uh, what was it like? No can do uh, is racist. And you're like, because it's, it's like mocking Japanese people on how they would talk. And I'm like, okay, 
And so like, so if you use that term, you're racist. And I'm like, okay, now that I'm aware of it, I'll, you know, not say that, but like throwing and hurling out someone's racist because they say no can do is is dangerous. And it's further dividing people. It's almost racist, right? Like, like there is, there's nothing that you can do to not be racist. Like, like, here's the thing. Like if, if, and I've said this before, if I'm going to make plans or do anything, like I'm naturally going to do things uh, for people. I'm going to make decisions based on my experiences and my experience will lead me to make plans and laws and different things based on um, my, my background. So people who look like me will benefit most from what it is that I do. And like the way that the way that I talk, like, like, I think, I think the, the intent behind what you say is what makes it racist. Not so much like you saying something that makes, makes it racist. Like, I, I mean, the, the way that I talk to my family, you could be like, man, like, Hey man, like that's, that's really, that's really racist. But like in my family, like, like people are so dynamic in their communication that like, you can't, just say like a term or a phraseology, but then what ends up happening is as a, as a people, we major in, in the minors. Like saying no can do is such a minor thing. Is it insensitive once you realize what it is? Yeah, but like, is that really the focus? If you, if you know in, as a human, like, right? Like we can tell for the most part, like how someone is trying to come across to us in their mm-hmm. in, in their speech patterns. Right, a lot of things that are are said or or, or that are not said, um, even even if they use an idiomatic expression that came from a dark place, doesn't mean that's what it means today. Um, I mean, Beyonce made up the word "bootylicious," right? So we are living in a time where language is changing all the time. But to but to your point, we are we we. We, we can be so divisive sometimes and like everything is either you're racist or anti-racist. And I believe like, like with that kind of thinking, if we're so divided, like we're divided on how to be unified, which is crazy to me. Like, what are we trying to accomplish? Like to, to, to solve racist problems, right? Um, or like, you know, the, the use of skin color to say that this person's intent was ill or whatever the case is. You really have to like, even start with George Floyd and what happened, right? So like you start, you say, well, you had, you know, four bad cops murder an innocent man. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's what happened. Like four people who were bad, right? Like if Don Wettrick is in that uniform, I don't think Don is, is, on, is on his neck like that at all, right? right? There were four bad people. And the craziest thing is what's not being perpetuated in the media is the fact that these men were Asian, black, white, and Hispanic who assisted in killing George Floyd. But there is no attention because that does not sell the fact that there were other people involved. Is yeah. it a Absolutely. But man, they, it, those are four bad dudes. Yeah. Like, like they needed to just not be cops no more and they needed to be charged with murder. Um, if it were the other way around, man, we'd be just as outraged. Like black people, black people are not happy when um, when when someone black kills someone be, because of their color. Like like that's not a that's not a thing like that black people like celebrate and cheer for. Um, at, at least no one I know. If you know somebody, right. then forward me their information. I need to talk with them. 
Right. Um, well, and and I think that that's some, that's something that that sometimes then the media whips into a frenzy because you do see, you know, there were some unfortunate things during the rioting and, and it, you know, made the rounds on Twitter that, you know, when, when, uh, when people would be, there was some older white people that got targeted and harassed and hit because of their whiteness. And you're like, okay. And you're like, okay, don't, don't get caught into that trap. That was a person. That was a couple of nincompoops. Wow, yeah. I just I just used the 1920s term, um, but like, Oops. like, but, but but see, like, but that's also what they do is like they'll they'll then portray it because there were several of my friends that went to again here in Indianapolis the protests in Indianapolis and they're like, man, it was fun and it was awesome and people were united, and then some crazy stuff went down at 10 p.m. They're like, those weren't the protesters. At the end of the day, I, I like there there is an exhaustion with with COVID and the protests and 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 all of and all of everything. And I and I'm and I still maintain this: if you turn off the TV and you you live in a world where this like this happens on a regular basis, like then we should focus on like that change. But for ninety, I'm say ninety percent. But for majority of people, like we've learned to work with each other. Is there some cleaning up that needs to be done? Yeah, like I don't know if I if if, if I want good cops to not have guns, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because because the ones that actually protect and serve, like I want them to be able to protect and to serve me. Mm-hmm. There, there have been times when I was a kid and I saw a police officer and 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 I I went over to him and I, and I got a ride home. Like like these people. Again, there are some good people who actually protect and to serve. So I think, yep. I think you know, between the police, black and white, like it's, it's, it's just overwhelming and it's exhausting. Like find somebody that's in your community and mm-hmm. like just connect with them. Like yeah. love them, be around them. Because mm-hmm. just as much as we speak and we talk together, like, I got a call from a friend who is a white male. Um, and he was like, man, we got to do something, you know, about what's going on. We got to figure out how we can impact education with, 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 with what's going on in a positive manner. And he was like, man, I just want to support everything that's going on. Mm. And, um, and, and, and it's just, and it's just like, like the world that's portrayed in the media yeah. is, is fake. Like, I mean, not fake, but it, it's, it's, it's almost like a movie. Like yeah, no, it, it is. It they is. It, they're extremes. They, yeah, they report this stuff like it's an action movie. We got protesters here, and they cut that stuff up and they actually put it in movies, and it flows, and it's and it's, it's just crazy how all of it is. So, like, I maintain that with everything going on, man. Like, yeah. it's okay to just people are people, and yeah. like, yeah, if you don't see color, you don't see the full picture. Are there disparities? Are there? Yes, all that stuff exists. But it's it's far less prevalent than it was. No, in in like it's far less prevalent. Well, and 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 I think that's one thing. And I've seen again some really well intentioned people start writing about calling out versus calling in. Yeah, calling in is hey man, look, I know you, I know you. You're better than that. What you said, not cool. I know that you thought it was funny, but here's the thing, not cool. 
Okay. That everybody can. And, and what normally leads that when you're calling in, that person feels comfortable and saying, okay, here's what I meant. Awesome. I know that you didn't mean harm, but you, but to others that look like it. Heck, I, I had a, a really nice lady uh, last week, uh, Asia, or I was actually not last week, two days ago. <laughs> she, she's been doing uh, training for uh, business owners on racial uh, inclusion and, and basically doing a, a spot check on how your company looks to the world. And she's, and one of the things that she said, it really struck me is like, wow, that's simple as that. She's like, I'm providing business owners a chance to talk real without me keyboard warring them and calling them out. Like I have conversations say, and, and then trying to have some understanding. Right. And that is something I truly appreciate about, yeah. about our friendship, but also why we've agreed to press record. Right. Um, and, and to be fair, like we've been treated very well. We've only had a couple of, people that that uh that took issue but for the most part it's always been positive but it's still you know like if if everybody's going to be this sensitive about things then either a need to like focus and say okay what can i be done or start to shy away and say because i just don't want to get to the point where i just don't want to record uh i I love these conversations no no you're absolutely right um i think that um with with all all of everything that's going on like you know that 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 pressure that pressure is real because like yeah. i know for me like you you sit back and you see what's happening because like half of what you see isn't real and then half of what you determine is real really isn't real like who knew like even with the george floyd situation those men knew each other yeah like they worked together for two years Yep. So it's, it's, it's almost like, man, like there, there are some pieces that are missing that we have to get together and, and, and like what, what we're being fed. So it's kind of like it, you, you really have to be careful because once you realize what's really happening, then you, then you get that sick feeling like, man, I wish I would have known more about it. And we only know what the world knows and what the world knows from the media is is never the whole story it's just a story that sells 